Too often, faith becomes more about who is in and who is out or about who belongs and who does not. But in order for spirituality to be good for anyone, it has to be good for everyone. In this podcast, we find incredible people using their faith and life as a catalyst for goodness in this world. Be inspired to discover your own goodness in order to make your life, your family, your community, and your world better. Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Great to be with you as always. And like we've been doing for a few months now, the first podcast of the month is just Matt by is not just Matt by himself, but Matt with his lovely wife Susie. Lucky you guys. Yeah, because <laughs> what we've been doing, so Susie and I started doing what we call the chapel. Is a little bit of our if if we had a New Year's resolution, this was it, where we decided, hey, we're gonna meet with people and talk about Jesus and faith in a kind of a corporate setting once a month. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We've committed to doing it every single month this year. And uh, I mean, we can change our minds, right? Yeah. But that, as of right now, no, we're going to do it every month this year. Unless we move. Unless we move or something. <laughs> but if we could just come back, unless we move way far away. Oh, like that's if we, true. If that's we true. moved to Europe or something, we'd be in trouble. But, right. But we meet in a coffee shop. It's at Cabin Coffee in Altoona, Wisconsin, right outside of Eau Claire. So if you're around, that's coming up this weekend. We meet on Sunday evenings at 630 there's free decaf coffee and that's about all you get <laughs> and you get you get great people is what you get so and what we're doing is we're traveling through the seasons that's what we decided that's kind of based on our friend scott from celtic way and he's just this big believer that celtic spirituality and great christianity ties into nature and we would say the same thing so we thought why don't we do that this year? Why don't we just travel through the season? So basically three months with each season. And so this month is our last one of winter, which I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of happy about because there's when you talk about winter, um, it's hard to find something that's like joyful and uplifting <laughs> to talk about because those of you who live in a space where winter is like a real deal where like you have to deal with the snow and ice, you know that when you get to, what are we, it's the beginning of March and it's still winter and it feels like it. And I was cracking up because, so this morning we we wake up and um, and we had like a nice little two to three inches of snow. And when that happens, we live out in the country and in the mornings especially, it's just, it hangs on the trees and it looks like a postcard. And so I was up a little before Susie and, uh, and I was like, Susie, it's so beautiful outside. And her response was, no, no it's not. not. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it's not a, an opinion. I felt like it actually was beautiful out, but you were just sick, like, you're just done with it. I'm done with it. It was funny. And I was like, I had no qualms of just being raw and like to it. Like, no, it's not like there was no yeah. joy in my voice. There was no like, oh, look at that. Like I normally am. I was like, no, it's not because I feel and we're going to talk about this, but I just feel like I'm being thrown around a lot by this whole weather issue right now with oh it's sunny and 40 and oh we're gonna get a major storm and get 
18 inches and then oh we didn't quite get 18 and then it's gonna melt and the birds are chirping and i was like i am getting winter whiplash people yeah winter whiplash (laughs) is definitely a thing when you live in a snowy environment and so we yeah like you were saying as a perfect example of it is what we had not too long ago because we had snow on the ground and then it started getting warm so all that snow started melting and then we just had like an ice rink for our driveway and then all of that started melting and we're like oh boy it's like high 30s low 40s like it's coming early it's 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 february and spring is coming until i was talking to my mom on the phone she's like you know you're getting two feet of snow tomorrow it's like (laughs) i actually didn't and we almost did like we had we were supposed to get two feet of snow we ended up getting over a foot of snow for sure (laughs) and then i'm like and thankfully it's like light fluffy snow because those of you who have ever had to shovel like heavy snow and thank goodness our our we have this wonderful neighbor who apparently we've never asked him he just plows us out all the time he's so great and so we don't actually have to shovel too much but we have to shovel some and thankfully it was nice and light and airy and and so I got it all shoveled and then I was cracking up because I was on the road for about a week and I remember when I was shoveling that I was like oh my gosh like I can't fit any more snow on these piles like this the pile by our deck was so high that it was like I was pretty much just shoveling snow onto our deck which felt weird uh, from our driveway and then I got home and just yesterday we were coming in I was like oh my goodness because it's now it's been back up in the high 30s and low 40s again I was like oh my goodness like that huge snow pile that I didn't think I could fit another scoop full of snow on top of is now almost gone and so the reason that we oh go ahead well no I was just gonna say it's so funny our youngest child showed us this TikTok of like he was like don't don't be fooled you guys it is not spring and like he goes through all of these things and he pinpoints them and he's like and when you get here it's the spring of deception, still not spring. Like, and I was just cracking up because that's honestly, I feel like you're going to talk about this, but spring has a freaking identity crisis. It, it does. And then I and found it fools out us all. it does. And then I found out this, so this, sometimes my travel schedule. So I travel for work during certain seasons and, uh, and speak all over the place. And, and, and it was the fun. A lot of times I like go like I'm in Maryland for a whole week and it's lovely. This week I was in three different states and three different time zones. And it was the craziest thing. It's not just Wisconsin and the Midwest that has an identity crisis. It's our whole bleeping country. It's probably our whole world <laughs> because I'm in. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness I get to go to L.A. because I was going to go out to L.A. for the speaking deal. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. It sucks at home. I'm so sick of this winter crisis that we just got done talking about. I'm going to go. I'm going to sit i'm gonna go walk on the beach i'm gonna this is gonna be great and i don't know if you've heard but california's been having some crazy crap going on out like it just poured they had what during the time i was out there they had several inches of rain and i was just out there for like a day and a half it never stopped raining and you couldn't and then i was like well and you came up with the idea like man you should go on a drive just sit and i was like you can't because up in the mountains they're literally getting feet of snow like more snow than we get in wisconsin i just heard last week that california up in the mountains near la had six feet of snow that's in los angeles california right outside of los angeles so then i go to Texas. So this is this is a crazy travel. So I, I go to Texas from there. And then it goes from being in the 40s in California and nonstop rain to sunshiny in 80. So I'm like walking around with a t-shirt. I took pictures of your pit stains and sent them to me. I think you were proud to have pit stains. I was like, I haven't sweated outside in so long. You And, and I don't know if you didn't believe me, but I was like, well, this is what it looks like because I was Gross. hiking. 
And then from there, so then I was like, this is amazing. Like I'm rolling around with my windows down. I had a sunroof on the car I was renting. I had the sunroof open. Like I, was, I, I went out to eat and I just sat outside. It was the best. And so then, I, so I go from rain in 40s to sunshine in 80s. And then I go to Wyoming and it's windy in like 20s. And just, and they too also had like near six feet of snow within an hour of where I was. So it was just like this crazy thing where it's like, man, spring or winter, I should say, trying to go into spring, it definitely has an identity crisis. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter where you live. Like the whole thing is an identity crisis. So we thought the whole thing is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. In the beginning of March, it feels like it because you get this hope, right? Yes. You get this hope that maybe, because we've had like in our lifetimes, there's been two or three years where spring actually did come at yeah. the appropriate time in right. March. Right. I can remember once when I was working at the prison, walking into the prison in March in a t-shirt and thinking this is the most amazing thing ever. So it does happen, which is almost worse because then you think maybe this year as well. <laughs> and so in talking about, I, we've just talked for like eight minutes. I know, about hang in there. Winter. This is tracking. <laughs> this is tracking. <laughs> so we thought, okay, since we're at the chapel this month, again, second, it's always the second Sunday of every month. It's in Altoona, Wisconsin. If you're within an hour, you should come check it out because it's super fun. Nice little crew of us just talking about spirituality, doing a little bit of music sometimes, maybe, maybe we won't, talking, hanging out. It's everybody gets a voice. The cool thing about the chapel is, is you don't have to agree with anything I say. So. If, <laughs> You can have your own opinions on things, but we're still going to talk about Jesus and try to make sense of that story. And so um, so we, again, following the seasons for this chapel idea, we thought, okay, this is the last one on winter, and winter has an identity crisis, as do most of us. So that seems like an appropriate thing to talk about. And then we're like, okay... Uh, what what makes sense to talk about when talking about an identity crisis? Now, we're not going to give it all away because some of you listen to this podcast and go to the chapel, and so we're not going to give it away. But what we do want to identify is that we're going to talk about Peter because that man was just... He just was an identity crisis. Like he just definition of identity crisis. And you'll see Peter from the Gospels in there. So I know we always say that we're talking about the life of Jesus. But this time we're going to talk about the life of Jesus in relationship with to Peter. Peter. Yeah, because Peter was a big part of it. And, um, and I we're just, a big part of the story. We are. So it's good to identify with the disciples once in a while as well. It is. And so <laughs> Peter's this guy. And, and here's the part I will talk about talk about we want to get to the point of like the the thing about peter is the man would just and this is why i relate to him like he would make big bold statements sometimes do big bold things but the man just was not good at the follow-through like he would say like a, a great example and i'll just put this one out there is this jesus was looking over the city and he he's just having this moment and he basically tells the disciples like oh like i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna die it's, uh, it's the same part, you know, where they say the shortest Bible versus Jesus wept. That's when he was weeping because yeah. he's looking over the city thinking about what's coming. Peter is like, no, oh, hell not. no. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. Which I can see me doing. Oh, we got this. You're yeah, fine. He's like, <laughs> like, nope, I'm going to, I'll stand in front of you. I'll take whatever I need to do. I'm going to be the man here, <laughs> whatever. Oh my gosh, so many times I say that and I know full well, like I'm not capable to complete a certain task and I'm still like going to cheerlead and tell that person, 
we got this. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nope, you're not getting a divorce. Like I'll say all of those things and all of those things happen to people all over the world cuz you want to you want to be a hero in people's yeah, situations. You just want to be a hero in general, <laughs> right? And Peter knows like something fast and something amazing. He's in the midst of something. He's given up his livelihood at this point to follow this man. So he's banking on something good going on and his idea of something good is probably not Jesus dying. <laughs> so he's like, "Nope, that's not going to happen and that's also the point and this is awesome because i don't think jesus i don't know maybe like we don't know right but i don't i can't imagine jesus is like totally serious when he says this but he says get behind me satan i know I it's like think, Whoo! i don't know like that if he was serious like that was harsh and if he wasn't it was hilarious either way it's, it's crazy that it happened so but peter's so like when that matt guy. and i if matt and i ever do that for you oh you got this you can do it you can just say get behind me satan. yeah you could say <laughs> like, i happened. may or may not and but then peter's also like like super well known for being the one that like disowns Jesus three times. Like he denies Jesus three times. Yeah. So not only did he not stand in front of him and take the bullet for him, there weren't bullets back then, but he didn't like, he didn't take get the in there. He didn't yeah. take the sword for him. Not only did he not do that, like he was the one that, I mean, if there's something Peter's known for, it's denying Jesus three times, which sucks for you, Peter. But right. um, that's just kind of the personality. He had this, this identity crisis. And that doesn't mean that his d- identity wasn't there or that he didn't have an identity. It's that he really his desire to follow Jesus and his desire to be like the best form of himself it would try to come out but then it was just give it would he would win he would lose he would try he would fail and it just feels like the whole gospel message is Peter's identity crisis right but let's back up a little bit and talk about like how we got here because some events happened in our life where we were able to do this youth retreat Mm -hmm. at the same time and Matt and I talk a lot about identity and how like we want our kids to you know our kids to have this identity that and see themselves how God sees them and we talk about it for our own lives and so we found ourselves being a part of this retreat that which is a lit, like we when's the music. last time did we lead music at a youth retreat? I, I mean, I speak to kids all the time, but like a Christian right. youth retreat, ooh, it's been a minute. Right. But it was fun. It was fun. So um, we're at this youth retreat and the whole theme is being known and loved. And mm-hmm. so we're singing songs about being known and loved. We're reading in scripture about being known and loved. And specifically, we're reading Psalm 139, which is, we want to encourage you, like, go through this psalm and like take take like a good half an hour to reflect on this song and psalm and who Jesus or who God sees you as. And cause it's, it's so moving. Like yeah, you so, really have to think about, oh yeah. My and gosh. we're going to, we're going to read it in a second here, but let's set it up a little bit. Okay. So I'm first not good of all, at setting up. You set first up. Of, <laughs> side note, first time ever that we've been at a retreat of any kind where the pastor, the lead speaker was gay. He was like, yeah. it feels like we even in that moment, it's like, okay, maybe we are making some steps forward. It was and his husband was there and it was a youth retreat. It was lovely. It was Presbyterian. So I guess they get away for, with that. Um, but it was <laughs> awesome. And so this guy is talking now. These kid, yeah, he was just uh, he was just amazing, and his husband was amazing, and they brought such a great spirit to this retreat, and we're so thankful to 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 get to meet them. But anybody that's been on a youth retreat, you take a group of teenagers out into the woods, and you're having tons of fun, and like I speak to kids at school, so there's like guidelines that they get right, like there's 
People know how they're supposed to act in an assembly. People know that they can get in trouble and go get sent to the principal's office. There's no principal's office in youth retreat, Susie. There's none. And so these kids are, I wouldn't say they're not respectful. They're super squirrely. Like they're just squirrely. And uh, and so, so this wonderful pastor, he's trying to like, meet them on this in the space that even at. when they say the most idiotic stupid things he, like was, he was just, just like okay he would just go with he it was just like, like okay they're, they're trying to get a rise out of him yeah and he would like okay i see what you're saying and just kind of move, move on, on. Yeah. so he was doing a really good job i know Susie and i were kind of sitting in the back <laughs> and we're like man this i'm better him than Boy. us because at least when we're up there we're just singing songs and they don't mouth off when we're singing songs but anyway so he's 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 doing his best he's doing a great job and then at one point He's like, here's what we're going to do. We're, and he reads the psalm that we're going to read you in a little bit here. And he says, I want you to write your own rendition of this psalm. And Susie and I look at each other. You're like, what are you going to try to get these kids to do? So let, before we jump in and tell, say what happened, we're going to leave you hanging. Let's read that psalm, Susie. Okay. 139. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart or some say investigated, which I love. Um, And you know everything about me. You know when I sit and when I stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex, or other versions say fearfully and wonderfully made. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. I love that line. As if I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the whole thing's good. So if you want to read more, just open your Bible. And that's Psalm 139. So he took it and he he read it. And then what he did is he gave them all a piece of paper that just had a section of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell me if I'm crazy. Did I get this right? And then he's like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to somehow... How um, create something because he talked a lot about creativity in this this camp that we went to. He's like, I want you to make a creative rendition of Psalm one thirty nine that represents you. <laughs> Right. So you could write a poem, you could draw a picture, you could rewrite it in story form. Yeah. Like however you wanted to do it. Yeah. Pictures, uh, rewrite it, write your own psalm, whatever. Yeah. How do you think God sees you and loves you and puts you together, basically, which is a really big deal. Yeah. And so so then he gives them time to do this. And I'm like, and so the first thing I was surprised about is that I thought the kids were just going to be like, whatever, and just be (laughs) chit-chatting. But everybody was like, 
doing it. Like they were into it. Yeah. Even the kids that seemed to be struggling, they were like into it and everybody was quietly writing and drawing. And I was like, oh, like I didn't see that coming. And then he eventually brings everybody to back together. And and what I think is maybe the bravest thing I've ever seen somebody speaking at a youth camp do. He said, does anybody want to share what they came up with? Which in general, that's not a wise technique with teenagers because somebody's going to have a jackass thing that they're going to share. But you know what? I think it is nowadays because I think teenagers really want to talk. Like back in the day, we all would have been like a deer caught in the headlights, but now they all want to talk. I think people would. I was not worried about people talking. I was worried about what people came up with. (laughs) Okay. And there was one or two that that obviously were not quite getting it that did share. But it, it started off with this young woman and she was she was a special needs gal and she just wrote about what it meant to her and when she said it like you could see around the room like everybody's eyes were like huge because it was right beautiful and like it melted your heart and it brought goosebumps to your arms and she kind of set the tone for the thing and then I, I remember another girl she like drew a picture where and this was the picture the picture was half of a normal human being and the other half was a skeleton and she was talking about like in her identity and this is how I think about Peter like her identity like sometimes it feels like um, she's portraying something that that is true and other times it just feels like a, a shell, shell of herself that mm-hmm. isn't real and she struggles with self-worth I think there was a piece of that in that but yeah. she did it through a drawing oh it was incredible yeah and so there was just it was just and then our kiddo wrote something oh, yeah and there was one part um that our kiddo shared that was like um I can I can envision you sitting in a chair all night long and like creating all the parts of me like and yeah. just like even how sh- I can't remember how they worded it but it was like it was yeah. so like just had a vision of of God taking time to just because yeah, yeah. Augie has yeah. always been like this unique bird. Like came yeah. into this world very unique. Uh, hurt like broke her chin open twice within a week because she loves to spin in circles and dance and yeah. like plays with, you know, one of her favorite things in the world is bugs. Still to this yeah. day, they're 17 years old. Bugs, <laughs> loves bugs like crazy. I can't kill a hornet. I have I to catch the hornet and let it go outside. Otherwise I get in trouble. But just like this wonderful soul. And because they're this wonderful soul who has never felt like deeply connected, I think to the rest of the world they've always felt like my perspective they've always felt insignificant or like out of place or mm-hmm. out unimportant and so when they were reading psalm 139 and this is a kid that does not read the bible regularly and so when they're reading that and then getting this idea that hey wait a second like every piece is piece of me is how god decided it was going to be and it's good yeah like it's just oh my gosh and this is a kid that is struggling with identity in so oh. many ways you can even see matt and i fumble when we talk about i say kiddo but like, so we have a, a daughter that went by Georgia mm-hmm. and now is going by Augie. And there's this whole transgender issue that's happening in their world. And we hesitate to talk about it because we don't always want to say this is their full identity because we don't know. We don't know right. what God is up to, what is happening. We we know what we think and what we believe. And so we try to honor <laughs> there where they're at. There will be a day ads. like 10 oh. years in the future where all of us will get on this podcast or a podcast or something and we'll just talk about this journey. It's been, it's been so been hard. It's, it's been, been hard, so hard. Yeah. yeah. So forgive us because if you're like, wait, what kiddo, who, they, she, he, like, we don't know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to Our figure it out. amazing human being that we brought into this world 
child who's is having an identity crisis. Yes, like yeah. all of us, right? Yeah. Theirs just looks a little bit more uh, dynamic, shall we say? But oh. Kinseras don't do anything half-ass. <laughs> like we go all the way, so that's why we brought that child uh, into Kinseras the world. Kinseras are still alive, and I don't know how. <laughs> right. So the whole point being that as we think about as we're experiencing the end of winter, and wherever you are, I bet you're experiencing it in kind of unfortunate ways where it feels like it's coming, it's spring's coming, spring's going, whatever. Um, we want to challenge you to think about your own life. And we live in this world that definitely tries to steer us into certain spaces. And we have a religion that we've all grown up in. I think pretty pretty much everybody that lis- listens to this podcast grew up in some form of Christianity. And even with that, that form of Christianity has not done a good job of allowing us to just be ourselves, right? It's all about believing the right way, going to church, praying, you know, doing the right things. I know that I used to be so focused on like getting in my quiet. I remember in college, like getting up and trying not to fall asleep because I felt like I was supposed to get up and read my Bible and pray. Whereas I'm compelled to get up and read my Bible and pray. Yeah, but I had class at eight in the morning (laughs) that I had to be on the on the journey at 730. And as a college kid, that meant I had to get up like 630 to do my spiritual disciplines. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they call them. Yes, yes. Matt did not do his disciplines very well. But the point being that even our even what we've understood to be kind of the container holding our spirituality has had an identity crisis. Yeah. Hashtag tens of thousands of de- denominations worldwide. Yeah. Um, and, and even now we're seeing millions of people leave that church. And so that is had... We don't have to have it. Like, this is what we want to talk about. Like, it's well, okay. Well, the point, have... what we're going to talk, yeah, yes. Okay, I will yeah, finish. You all, <laughs> no, you can finish. <laughs> well, it's okay to have an identity crisis, but at some point you you know that there's something that you can build your experiences on in your in your faith on and like you can have you can hold to like the promises of this psalm of 139 of how god sees you and you are known and you are loved and you are important and if we get back to that space it helps us center ourselves yeah because we are a society that can be very self-deprecating and we focus more on our negatives than our positives we're also so again we have this society that i think even our spiritual society tries to get us to be kind of almost uniform when jesus prayer was for unity not uniformity as we always you know we've talked about that forever but we definitely have not all experienced that and then we also have this reality that the one thing that is common about all of us i don't care who you are i don't care if you come across as the most confident human in the world I've never met a person that hasn't dealt with some sort of self-worth issues. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not blah, 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 blah. I don't know the Bible enough, you know, whatever you fill in the blank for you. So we're, we're in the society that tries to get us to conform. We're also people because we're human beings. We struggle to, with our own self-worth. And because of that, that creates a bit of an identity crisis. And so what we're going to talk about is just this idea, as Susie was saying, like we can actually hold on to our identity, but here's the piece that I kind of want to leave with. We're also, I think, we're, we hear this message over and over and over that your identity is something only to do with you. And I thought this forever, like, I got to figure out who I am. I got to figure out what I believe. I got to figure out me, you know, what you do you or whatever that phrase that we both hate. Um, Yes. But the reality is, is our identity is it affects (laughs) everybody, but it's only true if it encompasses everybody. And I think our I think it has to be I'm always 
I remember the Bishop Desmond Tutu in one of his books, I'll never forget this, where he talked about in America, you always ask, how are you doing today? He said, where I grew up in Africa, there was a word called Ubuntu, which meant, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. And I think when we talk about identity, we don't ask that we should we should stop asking the question of how am I doing and and what's my identity and start asking the question, well, how are we doing and what's my identity in context to the people around me or the broader community around me? And I think then we'll get a more true full eye understanding of identity because the thing that Peter struggled with is he was just trying to figure out his place. He was trying to be the tough guy. He was trying to be the leader. He was trying to be whatever. And then this is the piece that I want to leave you with before we give too much away. I'm going to, you can talk as much as you want, Susie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But this is, I'm going to stop after this is that in the midst of that story, do you remember the part of the Bible? um, I know you do Susie, but I'm asking the listeners, do you remember the part of the story of Peter when Jesus stops him and says, he changes his name to from Simon to Peter. So his name was Simon. We call him Simon Peter because Jesus is like, nope, your name is Peter, which means rock. And on you, I will build my church. Jesus does not give him that name at the end of the story. Jesus Mm -hmm. gives him that identity. And I don't think he gives him that identity. He reveals to him that identity. He reveals to him, which it's always always there. Yeah. And, and he does that before Peter steps in before Peter grandstands before Peter, um, denies him three times before any of that crap happened. Like Jesus calls him a rock. Now, Peter showed that he was still in an identity crisis, and maybe he was for his whole life because on some level we are. But the point being made, when I hear about that story, I always picture Jesus telling him that and then Jesus going up into the clouds and Peter starting the church. But no, that it happened right in the center of the story when Jesus is like, oh yeah, you're a hot mess. You're the foundation. You're the rock. You're what I'm gonna. You're what I'm gonna build this on. So I think that's just an amazing. So wherever you're at today, however messed up in your head and feeling like you can't connect to who you are or what you're like, this identity thing just just you can't get a hold of it. It's okay. It doesn't mean it's not there. Your identity is there. We just need one another to help uncover what that is, so that you can live your full, most beautiful form of yourself. Right. I'm going to save what I wanted to share for chapel because Uh-oh. what you just ended, it was, it was beautiful there. It oh, was, that you. was really good. So All right. <laughs> otherwise I'm just going to go backwards and cause it was kind of off of something that you said and then you just did that beautiful ending and now it doesn't And then make I sense. messed it all up. Yeah. I can't say it anymore. All right. Well, sorry <laughs> if that does that. You'll never know unless you come to chapel what dun, Susie dun, was going to say. So once again, um, wherever you're at, where, whatever you're doing, we challenge you to, uh, to you know, maybe maybe look through the Bible and just just read through some of the passages about Peter, and you'll see what we mean. We're gonna I'm gonna talk a f- a more about more of the passages about Peter next Sunday at chapel, and we just encourage you to just ask yourself in the midst of this winter uh, crisis of identity that we're all living in, ask yourself where is the crisis of identity that you're dealing with, and the greatest thing that you can do is try to hash that out with other people. Don't try to figure it out all on your own. Take your space, take your space, go on a walk, do those kinds of things. But as you're flushing this out and as you're trying to kind of get to the core of who you are, make sure you ask other people about that. 
Well, thank you all for listening. If you're in the Eau Claire area, Chapel is at 6.30 at Cabin Coffee. Now, if you're in the Eau Claire area as well, please get your coffee from Cabin Coffee because those guys are being amazing, letting us use that space for free and just leaving the doors open for us and brewing us some coffee. Just such a beautiful thing of using their space to be a blessing to others. So we do want to give them a shout out on this podcast. If you're in the area, please support them because by supporting them, you're supporting us and And uh, again, chapel is at 6.30. Come be yourself. Um, There is is the most laid back spiritual atmosphere you'll ever find yourself in. And uh, here's the cool thing. Come check it out. We're not signing you up for anything. So if you hate it, you, you there's just, no programs. Just don't come back. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing for your kids. There's no small groups to get involved in. We're just literally coming together to talk about Jesus. So if that sounds interesting to you, one day a month. Second yeah. Sunday a month. Yeah. So come on out. Uh, what's the date? Uh, do you remember, Susie? Or I'll look it up here. The date is going to be because you might listen to this podcast like next week and then you come the to 12th. the. Okay. So it's the 12th at 630. And we'll talk all about identity and expand on the story of Peter even more. I love, I love the story of Peter. So I'm really excited. Here's the thing that we've noticed, right, Susie? We do this chapel deal once a month and like we find ourselves getting excited to go to yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas when we used to be on staff at churches, we're like, we weren't excited. damn it, church again. It's <laughs> Saturday night. Oh, we can't go out or do anything fun because we got to go to church and lead music. Now it like That's comes. That's not always true. No, it's but... not. But now it comes up and we're like, oh, like we're yeah. excited to it hang out with It just was all the time. So now it's just nice to have a reprieve and yeah. gather, actually gather some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> you have time to gather some thoughts. Right, you know? right. You don't have to just like, what am I talking about this I week? I know, I know. Yes, yes. And so... A cha- oh, re- if you're going to come to the chapel, read about, about about Peter because we will give you opportunity to share your thoughts as oh, well. It's not do, a one. Yeah. This is this is a true conversation. So uh, come, be knowing that you can share, but knowing that you don't have to share. Anyway, this is getting long. So until next time, uh, you can find me on social media at Matt Kinzera, both on Facebook and Instagram. The website is mattkinzera.com. You can get the book, bring it home there. And like always, let's keep chasing goodness together.